and in tonight's episode I talk about the lockdown. Today's date is March 23rd, 2020. At about half past five, 5.40, uh, news came on the radio, LBC, that instead of the daily press briefing that has been taking place at Downing Street, there would be a ministerial address to the public, or to the nation, it was said. Um, that was told to be at um, half past eight. And many of my listeners would um, would have listened to it, and um, I, I most certainly do recommend that you do before concluding with this uh, podcast. Um, it, the pre-recorded message was then sent to all major news outlets throughout the world, and um, also to the Press Association they manage in distributing news. Mm. That news was then um, uh, listened to by producers and, and executives who are at the at the news company and um, made transcripts and notes about whatever was said but it wasn't played to the public and um, the important factor to be considered with this uh, sort of address is that it's never happened in my lifetime um, for, the, for the last 18 years that I've been alive I, I can't recall such a somber and serious um, press press uh, release happening from a Prime Minister's office, and it comes uh, in the time of such an unprecedented series of events, such as the coronavirus, and um, this this podcast, or this episode rather, is going to be um, about my my understanding and my comprehension of the lockdown. Um, I have made a few notes just to keep in mind what I want to say. Uh, the Prime Minister, regardless of what your political opinion may be, has suffered or foreseen some uh, criticism for his approach to to his uh, his to his approach on on the containment or control of the coronavirus outbreak and um, some say his his approach has been too relaxed and too free and some some argue that his approach is too strict and and people should be allowed to do what they want regardless of what you you may think personally politically and um, that is what's happened. He has faced criticism. He's always quoted to say he's with the sciences and, and follows a medical and scientific advice. Um, and uh, today, uh, he he previously stated that he would it would be the last thing he considered to have a Italy style lockdown. And um, I guess today was the straw that broke the camel's back. That's a famous saying for saying the smallest thing that made the biggest change. Um, Today, today, with the with his um, statement, I'd say it was un- uh, it was unbelievable to to know what he said, even for him to to think such a liberal and and what I mean by liberal is um, someone who wants freedom, like total freedom, and doesn't want to depend on on the state or the country. Uh, a liberal prime pr- prime minister um, making such a radical change. He he starts his his um, address by explaining why he does does what he did, why he did what he did, if that makes sense, why why he chose to follow the sciences, or so he says, and he, and he says it's to reduce the peak in um in in what the NHS could handle, saying if he squashes down the the maximum the NHS NHS can handle, the the hospitals can handle, to a bearable limit, and then let that spring back up like waves instead of a tsunami type crashing upon the NHS. 
if I was unable to visualize it, then I guess uh, thinking of a series of gentle waves coming with peak capacity for NHS and then going back down to avid, avid, um, avid number of cases and then back up to peak and then back down to avid instead of a tsunami swallowing out the um, entire healthcare system and then making not only ours but many countries incapable of handling it. Um, much like what Italy is currently facing, they, they've had a tsunami of cases instead of what, what this country intended to do, which was a, a, a gentle, a gentle wave of cases. Um, that, that was his, um, first point. I, I could see one way in, in, if you are to dilute this into political terms, it would be to gain political empathy or political, um, reasoning with the, his listeners, people to understand why he did it before getting criticism and addressing it at the end. Um, it's, it's his way of saying sorry without actually saying sorry. It's, if you're not sorry, you explain why you did something and, um, just hope the other person understands. Then he carried on to saying how the individual, so me, you, the listener, and the next person, whoever, how they can help um, with the virus. And and the way he uh, explained that was um, that people are going to have to adapt for three weeks currently. They're going to adapt their daily living into, into, into having certain restrictions put upon them. The restrictions being that all major, uh, all non-essential, essential uh, shops will be closed, and that's like everything apart from the following. So supermarkets and food shops, they are open. Pharmacies, petrol stations, news agents, bicycle shops, home and hardware stores, laundrettes, dry cleaners, garages, pet shops, post office, and banks. They will all remain open, and. Um, Everything else is closed, basically. So libraries, restaurants, haircutters, nail salons, beauty salons, um, all non. Everything that I did not mention is closed. That that might sound some somewhat very authoritarian and, and surprising, but um, as Boris Johnson says, it's it's measures that we need to take uh, take measures we need to do in order to stay safe. Another thing that Boris Johnson um, said, our Prime Minister said, um, was that you got to shop responsibly, not that uh, just just to get out of the house, go every day to your local Sainsbury's, but go at the when you need it the most, infrequently as possible. To quote him directly, he said, infrequently as possible, so as least as possible. Um, he also said to do the same with pharmacies and everywhere else you're traveling. He also um, mentioned traveling to work, but only when it's at the absolute necessity. So I presume he's directing that towards key workers, those in the NHS and, and healthcare, medical, policing, fire brigade, key, key workers, which the country relies upon. Uh, for them to, if it's absolutely necessary, then to travel to work. Otherwise, if it's not, then they should stay home as well. The uh, other thing that he mentioned, I guess, which is quite quite stark, is that um, uh, you, you're only allowed to go out the house, well, in theory, you're only allowed to be out the house in parks and public spaces just for one exercise per day, and then um, that's with you and one other person and that's it maximum gatherings of one 
you and one other person, so two people and no more, unless you're the same family member, but then you should avoid going outside anyways. Um, it's to avoid the spread of the coronavirus. It's, I mean, this information is readily available online and, um, he says that and he's trying to ease it into his speech and not to cause panic while people listen because the last thing you want to hear is that you, you're left home alone for three weeks until this policy is under review. And, um, he also, at the end of it, at the end of his, um, uh, policies he says that uh police do have uh, the right or the powers to and this is i'm quoting him again the police will have the powers to enforce these rules what what that means exactly is that they can give fines disperse gatherings and other means necessary so um i mean you you all are adequately educated to to come up to your own understanding of what that means but um for for those of you who who don't get what the fines are, you could be fined up to one thousand pounds. The government can disperse gatherings with means necessary and other things that they can do to get rid of people coagulating together, getting together without necessity. Um, do I? What do I think about this? I mean, is it necessary? Is it not? I mean, that's for you guys to decide. Those who are listening, but I just want to summarize that he keeps referring to this as a national emergency uh, that in effect and allows him to get ex- external powers into the um, judiciary and, and other political systems but it in effect allows him to to have more powers should he need them and he has in previous press conferences said that if he needs more powers he will enact upon them um, but, but now looking at the fact that he he penultimately ends by saying it is and now I quote what he says it is still true many lives will be lost and that is extraordinarily somber could you imagine like the head of the country in a sense it is telling you people will die like straight up telling you in your face people will die and um he's right but I think in his measures and, and now this is me adding my bit to it, if, if there was a second part, but many, and this is what he said again, I'll repeat it, it is still true many lives will be lost, and what I say to that is, but many more losses will be prevented. I mean, not going out and following these authoritarian orders from our Prime Minister, I mean, it's quite hard, and like, even myself, in fact, I need a haircut. And um, to, to find out now that my barber is now closed for at least three weeks, I'm, I'm going to end up looking like a hobo. But I think it's all comedy aside and all jokes apart, I think these measures will prevent the loss of lives, not only related to coronavirus, but other preventable diseases which are which cannot be uh, resolved or cured because the hospitals would have been would be clogged up with COVID-19 cases. Sorry. So, I mean, that is his essential point. I'm not trying to defend him or, or to back him. I'm just trying to explain, explain what, what, what he said. He also said the people at the, at the ultimate end of this speech or statement or address to the nation, as he put it, at the end of the address to the nation, he says, the people of this country will rise to that challenge. And we will come through it stronger 
and we will beat the coronavirus and we will beat it together. He he is enacting upon the the social oomph within people, the the idea that this is a challenge, a fight that can be won. Um the pers- the perspective that we are against we are in a way on in war with coronavirus and working together it's it's a unanimous uh, effort that was only once ever saw, see, seen before with Winston Churchill addressing the nation for World War Two and um we we it's it's commonly known that Boris Johnson is an avid fan of Winston Churchill so him using his his Winston Churchill's terminology to to penultimately end his his speech is quite quite reminiscent of what Winston Churchill said, but it's it just comes to show that that he is presenting the coronavirus as a challenge the country has to face, but a fa- a challenge it will win regardless. Um, I think it's important to note that his job is not only to indice fear into people, but also to to protect lives. At the end of the day. He is responsible for the country to an extent, but so so is the individual listening. And um, to you, I say, if not, if you hate Boris Johnson or, or you you think you should get rid of the monarchy or whatever you think of politically, just don't think of that right now. But think of your neighbour and grandparents and and those whom you may care for, and those who care for you, and just remember that. If you do your part, maybe in 12 weeks' time, optimistically thinking, in 12 weeks' time, it'll all be fine and you'll go back to hugging and shaking hands and and everything will be fine. McDonald's will be open and, and so will Greg's, Nando's and, and everyone else. Um, just if you do your part and the next person does theirs and so on and so forth, It'll all be over sooner than you think. Twelve weeks is the projected government expectation, but um, that's only if people actually listen. It's it's to halt the spread of the disease, as as Boris said, to halt the spread of the disease. No prime minister wants such authoritarian implications on its on its people. And and he himself has admitted that he doesn't want to do this, but he he is subsequently. No, no options are left. When a person of power is is given with no options, I think it's important to to actually follow the adequate advice. But should you or should you not, whatever you think of his speech, whatever you think of Boris Johnson, your political opinion stays with you, and that's fine. Just um, be responsible about it and do do think of others before you go about. Thank you. Do take care. Do take care of others and good night.